you're listening to the Her Power Podcast, brought to you by Chantel and Afia. Hey, hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm very good. Excited. Yep, this is going to be good. Already from the title alone, that's been spoiled. Oh my god, I just clocked. <laughs> it's going to be good. Esther becomes queen. What does yours say? Esther chosen queen. Ooh, I prefer so, that. Yours ones always come with the, like the nice titles. Yeah, I feel like it still is a bit blunt though. Like I was hoping ESV would, you know. No, but chosen queen. That's not even like she begged it. She's she was chosen. <laughs> that is true. No, it's true. Amazing. Well, it is your time to read. Your time to pray. Amen. Okay, let's get into this. Um, okay, let's pray, let's pray. Right. Mm-hmm. Holy Father, I thank you for calling um, us here today to read Esther 2. Um, I thank you for this day, Father. It's such a beautiful day and your word says that we shall rejoice and be glad. So I just pray that we can really um, rejoice and be glad as we read your word, delight in your word, Father. And I pray that you send your Holy Spirit um, into our rooms um, and just to fill the room father and I pray that you um, you release revelation of your great glory father as we read Esther um, I pray that we can come to deeper understanding of your heart we can hear any messages that you want us to hear father and I just pray that you can really continue to transform us from within um, mm-hmm. I pray that the Holy Spirit guides us as we read through this and may we not lean on our own understandings, but really trust in you. Um, in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Love that. Okay. So, Esther 2. And we actually get to meet Esther. Like, the title is very telling. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> we only get to... I forgot. Yeah. So, this will be good. Okay. So, reading from ESV this week. All right, I'll go straight in. Cool. So, after these things, when the anger of King... What did we... What was his name? Uh, Okay, that was it. Okay, after these... I think, I think. I think you're right, because mine felt differently, but I remember it was Mm -hmm. that Uh, Uxus. Was that Oh, dear. We're going with Uxus. I'm sorry. After these things, when the anger of King um, Xerxes had abated, he remembered Vashti and what she had done and what had been decreed against her. Then the king's young men who attended him said, let beautiful young virgins be sought out for the king. Uh-uh. <laughs> wow. Already, already this king like he had us on the defense last week and already awesome. <laughs> i'm not gonna get mad because the only second line, so i'm just taking it easy Go i know we don't even know context but all right fine all right verse three and let the king appoint officers in all the provinces of his kingdom to gather all the beautiful young virgins to the harem in Susar, the citadel under cost under custody of Hegai, the king's Enoch, who is in charge of the women. Let the cosmetics be given them and let the young women 
the young woman who pleases the king be queen instead of Vashti. This plea, this pleased the king, and he did so. Now, (laughs) so childish, like. I don't even mean to be rude, but doesn't that just sound so childish? Like, let the young woman who pleases him. He literally, yeah, he threw his toys out the basket and now he's angry. So everyone's like rushing around him and like, that's it, cool, let's get all these women and get him pleased and that he could just move on and get his wife, a new wife. It's mad. (laughs) Honestly. Let's go, verse five. Now, there was a Jew in. Susa, the city though, whose name was Mordecai, the son of Jer, son of Shimei, son of Kish, a Benjaminite, who had been carried away from Jerusalem among the captives, carried away with Jeconiah, king of Judah, whom, wow, Afia, you're so blessed to not be reading this week. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, Lord has mercy so cute, on me. Though. I like Mordecai and Shammai. That's really cute names. Yeah, they are. But still. you've got a big one coming. Give it all you've got. Seat <laughs> <laughs> breath. Okay. Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> Listen, we might as well just play the audio because <laughs> this. It's pretty hard. Oh okay. right, I'm just gonna continue. <laughs> um <laughs> King of Babylon had carried away. He was bringing up Hadassah, that is Esther, the daughter of his uncle, for she had neither father nor mother. The young woman had a figure and was lovely to look at, and when her father and mother died. Mordecai took her as his own daughter. So when the king's order and his edek edek, mm, I don't know, I don't have that. Please <laughs> carry on. <laughs> oh my days. Okay. When it was proclaimed, and when many young women were gathered in Susa, the citadel, in custody of Hegai, Esther also was taken into the king's palace and put in custody of. Hegai, who had charge of the women. And the young woman pleased him and won his favour. And he quickly provided her with her cosmetics and her portion of food. And with seven chosen young women from the king's palace and advanced her and her young women to the best place in the harem. Esther had not made known her people or kindred for Mordecai had commanded her not to make it known. And every day Mordecai walked in front of the court of the harem to learn how Esther was and what was happening to her. Now, when the turn came for each young woman to go to the to go into ki- the king's um, after being twelve months under the regulations for the women, since this was the regular period of their beautifying, six months with oil of mirth and six months with spices and ointments for women when the young woman went into the king in this way she was given whatever she desired to take with her from the harem to the king's palace in the evening she would go in and in the morning she would return to the second harem in custody of shaz 
Gaz, the king's Enoch, who was in charge of the concubines, she would not go in to the king again unless the king delighted in her and she was summoned by a name. When the turn came for Esther, the daughter of Abihel, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her as his own daughter to go to the king, she asked for nothing except what Haggai, the king's Enoch, who had charge of the women, advised. Now Esther was winning favour in the eyes of all who saw her. And when Esther was taken to the king into his royal palace in the 10th month, which is the month of Tebeth, in the seventh year of his reign, the king loved Esther more than all the women, and she won grace and favour in his sight more than all the virgins, so that he set the royal crown on her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. Then the king gave a great feast for all his officials and servants. It was Esther's feast. He also granted a remission of taxes to the provinces and gave gifts with royal generosity. Should we just have a break? <laughs> like, is there anything that kind of stood out to you in that like four um, verses? Oh, okay, because mine's split into a new title there. Two, but then there's literally just like three more bits. Okay, cool. I'll keep going. Um, Right, verse 19. Now, when the virgins were gathered together the second time, Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate. Esther had not made known her kindred or her people as Mordecai had commanded her. For Esther obeyed Mordecai just as when she was brought up by him. In those days, as Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate, Bigthan and Teresh, two of the king's enochs who guarded the threshold, became angry and sought to lay hands on the king. And this came to the knowledge of Mordecai, and he told it to Queen Esther. And Esther told the king in the name of Mordecai. When the affair was investigated and found to be so, the men were both hanged on the gallows. And it was recorded in the book of the Chronicles in the presence of the king. That switched so madly. What? Um, I mean, maybe that's like her first royal move as queen, getting them hanged for like misbehaving. I don't know. Maybe it's like an example of like her power now that she's queen. (laughs) Madding. I mean, the switch up was so mad so crazy what yeah what did you think of chapter two i don't know how to feel about it it was just it was bare names bare stuff what it was a lot um no let me actually do what happened so he was angry he basically demanded a new wife all his people went to recruit for all the young women yeah, in the, the towns. Esther was one of them, and he she ha- he happened to prefer her. Was that based on looks? Because then it says after some time he needed to like walk near. Oh, her. really? Where does it say that? Oh no, no, no! That was Mordecai that walked her walked near her because it says every day Mordecai would take a walk near the courtyard of the harem to find out about Esther and what was happening to her. 
Sorry, I thought it was the king. I was like checking on her. So Mordecai's like her uncle, but her guardian, because okay, yeah. Um, yeah, and then it just says like he basically picked her, and then all of a sudden people wanted to kill it. Like it just switched so. Wait, far. so those two guards wanted to king want to kill him, the king. It's the king's enoch. Unix. I'm gonna Google what that means. Unix. Uh, an Unix is a man who serves a specific function, social function. What are the Unix in the Bible? An Unix is a man who tests. Oh, he's been castrated. Mm. What? I'm confused. Right, I'm gonna get there. It says a man who has been castrated, especially in the past, one employed to guard the women living areas at an Oriental court. Okay, cool. Okay, that changes things a bit. I think it's basically people that they've castrated to look after women. What does castrated mean? So like. When you know, <laughs> you know the the skin on a penis circumcised. Oh, it's the same thing, though. Wait, castrate? No, it isn't that. Oh, cast. No, that is circumcised. Castrate is where your testicles are taken away. There we go. Oh. <sighs> Of sex ed for people, and they were the only, <gasps> but they only could look after women. Okay, yeah. Do you think that's so that if they sleep with them, they can't have a baby? Yeah. Oh my! I mean, I don't. I. That was really like sex ed lesson for me, so I don't understand the technicality. Probably, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We are too young for this. Yeah. I just... Esther 2 is... Yeah. A lot. It's a mouthful I mean... as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, you had a couple of tongue twisters in there. Do you think... Um, I don't know. Did you pick up anything on the fact that she kept being instructed not to talk about her past or her family background? Not necessarily her past, actually. Sorry. Her family background. It was actually yeah. kept a secret. Where did she come from, though? What? What was um, the thing? Oh wait, Susa? No. Uh, I know that she's the daughter of Abby Howe, verse fifteen. Um, oh, I'm not yeah. sure. Maybe her family line are ops because you know there's all those different tribes and everything else. It could be a whole plot twist. Yeah, it was such a, it was such a meaty chapter. Like I can't even find what I'm looking for. But anyway, I think we need to get some commentary up in here for sure. Because I'm just like, need okay, a breakdown. What? Definitely. My one says preparation is key. That's the first subheading. 
and it says that the women presented to the king had to go undergo 12 months mm. of beauty treatment. Um, and then it says, God, good things require intense preparation, but it is during the preparation period that you will know if what you're preparing for is truly worth it. This commentary mm. is so off because they keep doing this because you should not be preparing for 12 months for this king because he just wants someone that's nice to look at like that is that's what it's not about preparation is key like you should not be wasting that much time it's wild like six months with oil and then another six months of spices and ointments Mm. and here's me doing one what Half an hour face mask. <laughs> Forget it, right? I'm screaming. This bit is interesting. The next bit could lead to some big old debate, and it talks about purity. And it says that the king desired for his new queen to be a virgin. This highlights purity as a trait that is strongly associated with being a virgin. Um, and it says. Being a virgin does not automatically mean that you have a pure heart, but if Esther wasn't pure, she would not have been chosen and consequently go on to do the great exploits that save lives, as you'll later see. Hmm. <laughs> Wait, can you read the last line again? Yeah, it says that if she wasn't pure she wouldn't have been chosen and she wouldn't have gone on to do the great things that ended up saving lives, which we'll later see. Mm. Um, uh, I mean... I mean, contextually... I feel like... No, that's all I was going to say. Like, contextually, yeah. I get it. Yeah, but we shouldn't be... um, (laughs) Triggered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I don't think because I don't know. Esther's making me no, sad. no, no. <laughs> because at the end of the day, right? This king clearly has many different issues going on, right? He's got a temper, to say the least. He's an angry man. So even though these women may be pure in that sense, like he is gonna, he's toxic. So they're gonna lose their purity through him because he's a bad person anyway do you get what I mean like it's not like they're going out for Boaz now who's only gonna amplify their virtue this man is not a good man anyway and it also goes on to say that he picked there were 400 women 400 versions that were in line for this that were preparing for a year like I think yeah, I just think this man is crazy. I think he's toxic and <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just find it so weird that like obviously we're gonna read your commentary after, but like the commentary that I always read, they, they don't really talk yeah. about him too much. Like they completely ignore yeah, exactly. what he's doing. Where when are we gonna hold him real like what Hold him, yeah, hold him accountable. What the hell? Sorry. No, it's real life because it's like the commentary's stressing, like, oh, they're virgins, they're pure, but it's like, 
this guy's not a virgin. He's not pure. Like, they're going into a probably worse situation. They might as well just stay at home. Imagine, like, saving yourself to then go and line up with 400 women. (laughs) Are you actually mad? (laughs) No, 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 no. It don't make sense. Like, this commentary, I'm ready to move on to yours, to be honest, but mine basically then just goes on about how, you know, she was an orphan and a Jew, but that um, background didn't stop her from getting God's favour. And because she was obedient, she was able to, like, end up with the king. Um, What else? Yeah, she was favoured. She didn't have to carry anything extra to the king like the other women. The king was attracted to her. When you honour God for your obedience, he'll make uh, things easy for I you. I don't want that. I oh! don't want that kind of ease. Thank you very much. That's my issue, yeah. Oh, my God. This <laughs> thing, do you know what it says? <laughs> You're going to laugh. It says, Esther was loyal. Some gold diggers and side chicks who hear that someone wants to kill their husband would encourage what? the perpetrators in order to claim his wife, his wealth, or just out of spite. <sighs> Esther could have easily done this, but she was loyal. They're stretching loyalty what? from what? that random plot twist. <laughs> Bruv. <laughs> what? No, no, I must have to read it again because hold on a minute. Someone, right, one day as Mordecai was on duty... Oh! I didn't clock that Mordecai ended up working yeah, for the king. Or was he always No, I don't king? even know how that worked because it's saying, like, how <gasps> the fact that he's, like, basically pacing up and down the front of his courts, checking on her, seeing how she is, maybe means that she's clearly in a dangerous place because he's so concerned about her well-being. Do you think, well, according to this commentary, Mordecai is, like, so loyal to the king. Um, and, I mean, he's ended up working for him. It's so weird. But do you know what's actually interesting, right? I've read this bit again, and it says the two people that ended up trying to kill him, they were guards that worked at the door of his private quarters. Do you know how important you are to have to work at the door of the king's mm. bedroom that's like deep that and then they end up wanting to kill you do you know <laughs> you must be a bit wicked like what well yeah no that is serious hmm. crazy and it was Mordecai I think that yeah Mordecai heard about their plot told Esther and then Esther got the men killed rather than yeah, she told the king and then got the men killed. Yeah, and so apparently that shows how loyal she is. I mean, what else? Scared. I mean, in that those times, like, yeah, of course. Obviously, I'm not saying that. Yeah, go kill them, but that's kind of what they would do. But I mean, yeah, I had a snitch. I'm gonna tell my man and then get him fired. Obviously, but jeez. And surely, if she's the queen, like. Even though it's the king's space, she definitely might be in that room herself anyway. So isn't she also looking out for herself? So. Yeah. Do you know what? I've um I've gone ahead slightly because this is definitely your commentary to read and do your stuff. But I've basically seen that it literally says that you know how we said the four hundred yeah. men lined up. They were like 
they basically called it a Miss Persian Empire contest. <laughs> Ask me why they're both so wow. Like, I'm actually very confused. Who is lining up in a contest to be someone's wife? How different is this to Ruth and Wow? Like, what? It is. And that's why I feel like I'm getting so offended that the com like they can be so audacious to stretch themes, similar themes like loyalty. Do you know what? Just, honestly, they got bored. They just wrote it for no reason. And favor. I don't really st- I like I get favor, yeah, cool. She, I mean, she came from she was an orphan and now she's suddenly a queen. Like that could have been a whole different story in itself. But favor because she ended up lining up. No, no thanks. And it says also that she's got a good figure. Did you what does it say in your one? Um where did it say um verse seven it says yeah that she had a beautiful figure and was lovely to look at no (laughs) mine does why does yours come like one storybook mine says um this man had a very beautiful and lovely young cousin hadassah who was also called esther that's weird as well because he said it says like he was bringing up Hadassah that is Esther so Esther's name is Hadassah so is that why he doesn't want her talking about her past because she's not even her name is Hadassah I'm googling what Hadassah means Hadassah is a Hebrew name in the bible meaning myrtle a myrtle tree what is myrtle um, this is a tree. Hold on, myrtle meaning. Yeah, it's literally just a tree. Mm. Okay. That's weird. What does a myrtle tree symbolize? Actually, hold on. It symbolizes wellness, prosperity, and abundance. And then Esther, then, because I mean that sounds nice. Why did why has she got a little nickname? And Esther means Esther is Persian for star. Mm-hmm. And well, she was the star I mean, of the Persian pageant. Yeah, but she weren't shining in the way that I mean I would want to be shining. Yeah, and it's even strange how the king gave them like their cosmetics and portion of food. Listen, there's so many things in this that I'm just like, what? <laughs> Like, that was the first thing. It was food and then yeah. the cosmetics, right? Like, it was the cosmetics first and then food. You know that I'll be eating first. Are you stupid? And what food as well? Because that means that he's put them on a diet for 12 months, a year. They're on a diet. It was, Listen, they didn't say Miss Persian contest for no reason. Like, it, this is so real. Wow. Yeah. I don't get it, man. She was, yeah, prescribed 12 months of beauty treatments. <laughs> each woman was taken to the king's <gasps> bed. 400 women? Where did you see 400? Is it oh, I saw it in during the word. At the top. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't... <laughs> I'm sure they weren't just saying, hey. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my days. Wow, 
So, you know, after he gave them the treatments and then it says, thus prepared, each young woman went to the king. In this commentary, it says, it sounds wonderful, a year of constant spa treatments. No, 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 no. I'm closing <laughs> That's the crazy. Are you joking? Where? No, I have to see it in black and white. What? Um, part three, verse 12 to 14, the method of preparing. It goes on to talk about like oh, the yeah, destiny yeah. of most of them would be one evening with the king. Wow, it's I can see it. Yeah, three hundred and ninety nine lost. So weird. Oh my gosh! No, this bit here. Says that all the the three hundred and ninety nine who lost. Firstly, I don't like the fact <laughs> they're saying lost, like as in they fully <laughs> entered the competition. They said um, they were banished to the harem where the where they stayed the wife or the concubine of the king, but rarely saw him afterwards. They were <gasps> never free to marry another man. Essentially, living as a perpetual. Oh widow. my days. Can somebody have some banners in here? What's going on? Wow, wow, wow. So it's a lose-lose if your name is not Esther, because... Basically. And, no, hold on. Because this, right, the harem is where his wives, as in plural, stay. You didn't... Coming into this competition meant you're already his wife. It's just whether you are the queen. (sighs) Esther became the queen. 400 of them are his wife. Just one of them became the queen. 399 of them chill over there, never see, don't, you know, rarely see him after, and then are stuck. Wow. Is the match I've ever heard. Is this what was going on? Wow. (laughs) That's crazy. Wow. So he's basically made them widows. They can't even remarry. Uh, that doesn't it actually is not really clicking in my head like what i'm just so confused i can't believe that like so much of this is like you know how how great is it that esther was the chosen one she got to basically pamper all year and it was her but hello (laughs) there was 399 other women that are now just stuck why was he even given so much choice? Why is he greedy? You know he could have had like okay ten and then be like oh okay the nine, but four hundred? Are you joking? That is ridiculous. And like populations were oh. not that big in that time. Bro, he took the whole of Ilford. <laughs> like he just took everyone. <laughs> wow. I'm even reading it. about. Esther's humble wisdom was shown in the way that she didn't request nothing. She just took what the King's Enoch advised her to take during her 12 months in terms of cosmetics and stuff like that. And it's just like, she even, I don't see that as humble wisdom. I see that even as a sense of like naivety. She didn't even go in with a plan like, okay, cool, I'm a. I need this, this and that so that I can win. Like, it's just like, she didn't want nothing extra. 
what is the point imagine this 400 Honestly. people and you're not even gonna try you're just gonna say yeah whatever you lot give me it's cool Jesus. but then it's weird because all these commentaries kind of like have restated they're like though that's a good thing to like she just got chosen in it that was a title i'm just honestly slightly frustrated by esther one and esther two only because so far all we've basically seen from my opinion anyway i mean the commentary are saying what they want to say but what i have seen is that in both cases these women have been you know their beauty is what comes before anything yeah the first lady vashti it's like in fact it's like as soon oh my gosh it's like as soon as they have a voice they're gonna get punished esther has now come she ain't saying nothing she's just doing her thing not really asking for anything and she's the one that's been chosen she just she starts speaking let's see what happens to her she'll get dashed same way that vashti got honestly and it's only if she's speaking about what they want to hear because she spoke to tell him that oh people are trying to kill you and that's mm. cool, but it's cool. But <laughs> no. okay. I mean, it's so weird. Yeah, because I, I don't know. I I want to be able to see it from the commentary's perspective because it's talking about how Esther's life so far has been remarkable. She's a child of Jewish exiles, um, parents who both died. She was raised by her cousin in a foreign and often mm-hmm. hostile land. She was taken by compulsion into the king's harem. So I think those women were forced to go there. But she found favour with all whom she met. She was finally selected to be queen. But I, I don't know. In that, it was a big chapter, but I did not read it like that. Someone like Ruth, I can see how you can say she found favour with everyone. Mm. But I did not really read chapter two seeing that Esther found favour with everyone. I don't get it either. And I feel like, okay, obviously, yeah, they're saying that, you know, she was amongst loads of others and, like, it was her that got picked. Like, that's nice. But, and she had a story. Obviously, she was an orphan, whatever. But I'm sure the other 399 had a story too. What happened, like, what happened to them? Mm. What makes her different that it's such a good thing? And why do you not want to be with this man anyway? I think that's our issue. It's the king, like... (laughs) <laughs> we're never gonna let it go we just don't like him basically so we can wrap up this whole thing because whatever he does we're not on it we're not on it. honestly and i just don't get how once you've met the king it doesn't taint the story for you because i'm really trying to see this light that everyone's talking about is around esther but it's like but she's now married to the king so that is just well she's one of 400 <laughs> do you know like I don't, I don't know maybe we don't know enough about this king yet but well we've got we're in, not, we've read two out of ten of the chapters so I mean apparently Esther's gonna go on to save lives I'm assuming that she's already saved one life kind of in a sense of the king but <laughs> okay <laughs> let's see what else she does yeah hmm I think, do you know what it is, actually? I think, I don't know whether it's unfortunate or not, but I kind of think that these two chapters so far, if I kind of not look at it as like, oh, let's bash the king. But if I look at it from like, what could they really be trying to teach us? And I think the only thing 
and even I'm honestly like really trying to see it this way but it's just kind of obedience but I kind of don't like that but when I say obedience I mean like with Vashti they're like she wasn't obedient because she didn't come downstairs and now she's gotten dashed but now look at Esther she's obedient you know Mordecai was just like yeah I'll put her forward she went along with it didn't cause too much of a fuss and now she's um you know protecting the king she found out the information about the people that wanted to kill him and then you know presented it to the king and got them killed so she's just obedient which i mean i guess that's what they wanted women to be just at, at that time mm-hmm. so we can't really complain but now we ain't having it yeah <laughs> we i'm not having it yeah no I'm, I'm definitely with you on that like in terms of in that time because i feel like we even though ruth is not the same time or age as us we related to her because she had more freedom but I feel like this is the story of a woman that's still in oppression so for us because Mm. we are so privileged and blessed to not be in a be in an oppressed setting right now we're free as women I feel like it's harder to relate Mm. but this is the best of a worst situation if that makes sense I feel like that's so true and other people might see it as like oh my gosh she was an orphan and now she's a queen like be grateful but I feel like we're like uh this man ain't right queen or no queen yeah we're like you know rights and all that but to loads of women (laughs) but it's mad because these women were forced to be his wife stuck in this harem I'm not sure how to pronounce it and I guess there's loads of women that are stuck (laughs) in like captivity and oppression so they would do anything to be esther basically it's so that's so mad when you do feel like that Mm. my goodness yeah it's a lot i mean i just hope that things get better i don't even know anymore i just i just kind of have the vibe that i'm just not gonna really enjoy esther and like the things that they're praising her for I'm just gonna be like, okay, like it's just what it is. Like she's just held in captivity with this man. It's just mad. Yeah, it is really mad. You know what I've actually got? What? You know, oh, the thing is, I don't even know if it's worth saying because I just don't even think. You know how they say like, don't make decisions in anger. Deep that like he was still angry at this Vashti situation and in his anger everyone quickly rushed around him and got these four women, four hundred women, sorry, ready for him. Yes. And it's like he, what is he what sort of what inspired this choice to do things this way? Yeah, it's just his pride. It's the it's crazy. It just honestly just feels like it's just his pride that's driven him to this desperate definitely yeah because it's like when it talks about in verse three i think when the when his people are making the plan and they're talking about you know like let's gather all the beautiful virgins um let's let's give them their cosmetics like are you kidding me like the thought process of this plan (laughs) like they're really discussing this like Uh, it's you know groundbreaking um so yeah that's crazy it really is just before we wrap up you know i wanted to 
quickly see if I could find like modern day interpretation. Like maybe we're just reading something that's like too old, but I don't know where that even exists or if it exists. Yeah. <sighs> Let's have a look. But I mean, I feel like we are the modern day <laughs> explanation. I mean, these stuff must have been written time ago. Because what on earth? Nah, I can't find nothing right now. Really? Do you um, think... Yeah, oh, I said... Well, do you want to go? Oh, no, I was going to say, on. do you think that we can practically apply anything from this? Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. It's the Bible, so it's good. Sorry. No, laugh. <laughs> laugh, because it's a joke. Oh, my days. Oh. What um, can we take? What can we take from this? I think what you just said... Um, about not making decisions out of anger because they might look right to us, but you know they can just be ridiculous. But in the heat of the anger, to us, we're thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially if you've got yes men around you who are just scared of you gassing mm-hmm. you, um, that's not helpful either. But yeah, I would take not to make decisions out of like a bad state of emotion. Yeah, I think I agree. That should be it, really. I don't know what else. Like, he just replaced her so fast. Got like four hundred of. I don't know what take. Like, I don't want to take any of this. But then, yeah. Other than don't just do things while you're angry. But then, I don't know. Because that's the problem. Like, if he actually thought through this properly. I don't think we would be that bothered. Like, if there was just a little section where they had a dialogue, him and Queen Vashti, I think that would be, you know, helpful. But it's because it's just like they've rushed on and created this master plan that is just crazy. Mm. Boy. Okay. (laughs) That is all, man. It's just... Yeah. You're so not impressed. <laughs> I'm not. I really need this to get better. But it's been interesting. It's just a bit... I'm a bit disappointed. But then I... Oh, I think there's just so much, like, culturally, historically, to take into consideration. But obviously we're here to talk about how the Bible can affect us today. Mm-hmm. I think we can't just make exceptions for the way that women were treated in these times. Well, this woman in particular, all these 400 women. So I'm trying not to like give a viewpoint of today and look at it then. I'm trying to look at it from their perspective then. But then if I'm realistic, I want to look at it from now. So I'm just in a bit of a bubble. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but then <sighs> we can only be honest, like how we have and yeah, like be real because it's not like just because it's written here, we're gonna be like, Yeah, this is how women should be treated, like because that's not what we think. So, exactly. And actually, I was speaking with my friend last week, and she said how like the Bible is given to us to apply, not replicate. And it's all about application. So we just, as we said, how are we going to take this and move forward? So we ain't meant to just be like, okay, cool, this is how things are meant to be done and just 
that's it because as we said there's like context to take into consideration the time period all that different stuff so I'm not stressed <laughs> I'm cool I just want Esther to get better this whole situation just needs to get better yeah yeah <laughs> no I feel you I think it's so far it's, it's been a shift I think we needed a bit of shift Ruth was like too easy in the sense that Ruth really became our friend like we were just like this is our new friend yeah. <laughs> really? so this is shaking okay. things up but yeah until next week we shall see yeah oh thanks for listening guys see you next week